0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard James Forrest and Stephen Davis discuss Celtic and Rangers Hopes for the remainder of the season No retrospective punishment for Alfredo Morelos or Kirk Broadfoot After their clash on Saturday And no Andy Robertson for Scotland against Kazakhstan So who will captain the national side? I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL Yes Gordon, after excitement of the weekend Domestic football takes a back seat now When we look forward to International week uh, Two big games coming up And hopefully we can go off to a winning start on Thursday But yep. uh, who will be fit to play and who will not? Fraser, not quite ready to put the domestic stuff in the back burner completely Still a few issues from the weekend to iron out as well uh, As Scotland on our minds Yeah, correct decision in my opinion From Broadfoot and, and Morelos we're, we're examining far too many instances that are yellow cards And uh, demanding action against, against players I think they both deserved a yellow card And they both got it So correct decision by the SFA there But Andy Robertson Big blow for us mm. You know And uh, fair play to him he, He's a kind of guy Old fashioned Loves playing football But out of all the positions It's the one position Where we've got a quality backup In Kieran Tierney So uh, it's a blow mm. That he's not playing though Andy's He's mm. some player Will Tierney take the armband Or will it be someone else You can tell us a bit later on In the show And of course In the second hour Your chance to win £500 with the Stove Centre Glasgow I don't know if you caught this last night I know you've been on your travels Story time with Hugh Keevans <laughs> He's there in front of the stove At the Stove Centre uh-huh. We'll be putting the video up soon He's got the smoking jacket on He's got the cat next to him And he's given us a dramatic reading From a famous footballing autobiography And you have to guess And you have to guess who it is And you oh, win 500 quid yeah. Magnificent it Sounds like uh, Ronnie Corbett Yeah, that's right up his street oh. He was loving it Anyway, that, we'll get to that a bit later on In the meantime Let's hear from you right now 0141 951 1025 Like I said We're not quite ready uh, To put the domestic stuff Completely on the back burner Gordon What did you take away From another big weekend In Scottish football? Well I think that uh, You know For instance Celtic Getting that late winner At uh, Dens Just secures the title for them I think 10 points Is out of reach For Rangers now The Rangers fans Are not happy what they witnessed on Saturday against Kilmarnock who were very well organised under Steve Clark made it very difficult for Rangers and um, you know they deserved the point it wasn't the greatest game and uh, another another two points dropped for Rangers and it really does you can't see any way back now could Celtic sitting there with 10 point a gap that will not be closed no, I couldn't see that uh, Rangers would make that gap closed by, by uh, even before the weekend. They've suffered because the last couple of weeks draws and Celtic uh, drew with Aberdeen and then almost drew with Dundee. You know, and if, if they'd if they'd won the, the game previously, Rangers the gap would have been down a wee bit to six points, a wee bit more pressure on Celtic. But uh, that goal's huge for for Odson Edward and uh, takes a bit of pressure off the whole team. 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you On any of today's Big talking points Or anything else That may be on your mind James Forrest says It's like Neil Lennon's Never been away Just two weeks into his return The winger says There is a real togetherness In the squad under Lennon And the players have all Bought into his management style It's massive He came in I think the, the day before We had a, a big uh, game game against Hearts And a couple of days later We had a, a tough uh, Hibs game away From home in the cup So I think he's done He's come in And done really well And uh, as I said I think all the boys Have, have really bought into 
it straight away and he's a uh, yeah, you, you see the last minute as, as well. Like everyone's buzzing, like there's real togetherness within the squad, and I think that that's definitely not changed. And I think it's as I said before, it's a, it's a big boost. It feels as though he's been in a couple of weeks now, as if he's never been away. I think it, it just feels right, like him obviously uh, being at Celtic, like playing at Celtic, and been a massive character to, to Celtic and, and and done and done loads for the fans and, and everything like that. So I think uh, I, th- I think it, the, the club did act really quick in, in getting him, and I think it, it's, it's worked out well. And we just want to keep pushing on to to make sure that that stays. Hugh Keevans keeps calling this an addition that Neil Lennon is is <laughs> underway with to become the Celtic manager. It's very early days. How would that addition be going as far as you two are concerned? I think it's going okay. It's about results for Celtic and getting over that line. But I think that uh, the performances haven't been at their sparkling best. But they've got the ten points out of twelve. When they, or sorry, I think it was the two wins drawing the league and, and the win the cup. So it's, it's about results I do think that the fans Will be looking for a wee bit more Maybe Peter Law will looking a wee bit more I don't think Neil's a shoe in For next year But he's absolute favourite If you're sitting there And he can win the cup And uh, win the league comprehensively And the football's flowing Towards the end of the season It's very hard to turn them down And you forget That it's not that long Since, he's, since he was Celtic manager You know, it's just less than five years And so there, there are guys like Brown and Tierney And uh, even Lustig Rogic, Forrest There's a lot of guys there Who are there Callum McGregor we were there when he was the manager as well So it's not been a big change for a lot of the players And uh, I don't think he's made many changes But uh, it's a tough game for Celtic and Saturday Dundee just sat in and sat in and sat in And that is difficult if you don't get an early goal To force the opposition to come out And uh, I felt a wee bit for Dundee but, but Celtic deserved to win the game Yeah it was certainly at the t- It's all about timing in football And uh, when Brendan Rodgers left to go to Leicester. He was a perfect fit to come in and take over. He knows the club inside out. He had It was him that gave James Forrest his opportunity as well. So he's got a lot of players there he knows and he's just ticking things over. I think um, one or two of the Celtic fans not particularly happy with the style of football, but as Fraser was saying there, it's all about just getting over that line, uh, getting another league title in the bag and then you've got a big semi-final against Aberdeen. Um, and I'm sure Neil will, you know, at the end of the season we'll sit down with the board and see where they go from there. But he's, Fraser's right, he's in pole position, he's the favourite there now. But, you know, football's a funny, funny game. 0141 that's the number Billy in Renton's dialed. Hi Billy. How you doing, panel? Not too bad, Billy. What's your point tonight? Uh, I've got a couple of points. First one's just about uh, the Celtic manager. Mm-hmm. Just to see who the panel thinks should get it, because I don't think Lennon's up to it. Watching his last two games, uh, me personally, I would like a Salzburg manager just to see what you mm. think. Right, talk to us a bit more about what you're seeing from Neil Lennon so far. Then, Billy, elaborate a bit as to why you, you're not having him. Just boring. Just come back five years, six years, side to side backwards. I know we've been that under Rogers a wee bit, but there was always an end product. But I just think some of his substitutions and that at times are. Nah, it's not for me again. Mm. So, are you going to be looking for? Are you going to be looking for more than just results, then, Billy? Because yep. I guess the results have been pretty decent so far under Neil Lennon. Is it a bit more aye. than that for you? They're pretty decent, aye, but they're riding my luck a wee bit. I think so. Uh, it's all about getting. It's all about getting the wins at this stage of the season. But I just don't think he's the man to take us forward. Yeah, it's interesting. There's a few Celtic fans um, got the same thoughts as you, Billy. It's sometimes difficult going back to a club, uh, especially when you've been there so long and then you go away and then you come back as a manager again. Um, but Billy's right. I think Celtic fans, they're used to, especially at home, uh, entertaining football under Brendan Rodgers. 
And some of the style of football they were playing were mm. excellent. I watched Celtic against Aberdeen uh, a few weeks ago at Celtic Park and um, uh, got to say it wasn't the best game I've ever witnessed. Mm. Having said that, Fraser, we're not dealing with such a small sample size. Brendan Rodgers has played one game at home <laughs> and you look at the couple of away games, as, as good as Brendan Rodgers was and we know all about his domestic success, Celtic did have similarly stuffy afternoons under Brendan Rodgers. Yeah, I mean... It, uh, I think it's wrong, Billy, to judge Neil Lennon over the last two performances. I wasn't in the Celtic Aberdeen game, but Gordon's telling us they weren't great. Saw the game on Sunday, and again, it was difficult. When Dundee were basically a 5-5, five, a five, and nobody up front, it was only defence against attack, and occasionally they would break out. And it can be difficult, especially if you don't get the early goal, and there's no space in behind, etc. But they, they, they got there. But can I see where Billy's coming from? I think over, over a longer period, Billy, judge Neil Lennon at the end of the season, Judge them by the results Judge them by the success oh, yeah. as well oh, yeah. And when you think of Two seconds Billy I'll let you back in Just give me two seconds Billy I'm just going to talk about Ronnie Dyler Ronnie Dyler won leagues And he won trophies But he lost his job Because fans were turned off And they weren't turning up And that was Peter Lowell's decision To think see The fans aren't turning up They're not entertained It doesn't matter if you're winning We need to have something better They got that with Brendan Rodgers Neil Lennon's got that in him Teams that he's managed Hibs for example Have been brilliant in the last couple of years So Give them to, give them to the end of the season Billy Ah well that's fine That's fine uh, my second point is just regarding the, the incident with Morelos and Broadfoot. I heard one of you saying earlier on, just as the show started, I don't know what one, it was a yellow card was justified for both. Yeah. I think that's nonsense. If you lift your hands, I run, I run a kids football team and I'm trying to teach them discipline. And if they're seeing that on the park, how can you how can you tell them that's no right? They go and do it, you can't give them a row because they're watching it. Well, they're role models, they're professionals I was just sitting there saying that the, the night that that's justified A yellow card for me, it's a straight red If you lift your hands, you should be off the park I actually witnessed uh, when I, at Saturday at Ibrox um, But I didn't catch Broadfoot with, uh, you know the, he's, he's foot going down the back of Morelis' leg And Fraser will tell you, every player would have probably reacted the same way You know, and he's got to control that he knows that opposition players are going to wind him up, Gordon. They, they know what he's going to do and he's just got to control that without reacting because I thought, and I said it um, on Saturday after a game, I thought second half Morelis was absolutely brilliant. I really did. That's what he's got to concentrate on. But Billy, I think that if you're going to be given, and I can understand what you're saying about teaching good habits to kids and everything like that, it's a professional game, it's a man's game The two of them, I think the referee handled it alright I Fra thought he was right Fraser, I suppose the distinction is I mean, no one's trying to say that it's okay It should be encouraged it, But it has to be violent conduct For it to result in a retrospective ban And, and essentially that's where it, it's fallen short of that So Yeah, it was a shove rather than being struck as well And I, and I thought the referee, as myself, Billy said at the start I thought two yellow cards were absolutely, absolutely fine I mean, we seem to be demanding that players are sent off on a weekly basis from one part of the city to the other up and down the country and I, I, of course there's sometimes players do do things wrong and they should be sent off but see when it's a yellow card or is it a yellow or red perhaps we're not sure but surely we want players on the park you know and to, for me it wasn't it was a shove rather than violent conduct and I thought the referee got it right so did three former refs when things was passed to so, so yeah of course fine Billy Fair enough that's fine I also don't agree with upgrading yellow cards to reds I think that's a very, very sticky area in terms of laws of the game And FIFA's regulations 
the SFA are getting themselves into because you're actually re-refereeing the game mm. on a Monday morning and I know referees are not too happy about that either so I think if the referee makes a decision on a Saturday like that we shouldn't even be looking at it 01419511025 that's the number you need if you would rather tweet then we are at Clyde SSB it's Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL here tonight let's keep going on the phones then we're going to hear from Stephen Davis in the not too distant future let's check in with Thomas who's a Celtic fan in Kilsyth hi Thomas Hi Gordon, how you doing? Not too bad, what's your point? Uh, hi Fraser, hi panel Hi Tom yeah, I've got two points, the first point is with Neil Lennon guys uh, Now I think a lot is he's, he's won his last two games But the, the two games he hurt, it wasn't very, wasn't pretty at all As, as, uh, as Billy says there I just think we're going backwards I, I, I just feel that we're going I just feel that we need a new A new manager just to try and take us forward Try and take us and at the next stage of European football, and take us beyond, they'll try and take us beyond that. Yeah, I mean, that's another consideration, Gordon, but it, it, there's, there are various things Neil Lennon's got going for him, but, but one of them, I thought, was what he had previously achieved in Europe. Yeah, he had a good record in Europe, Gordon. We've got callers here praising him for his tactics and the way he went about his business in Europe. Um, I think that... Obviously, I said earlier, going back to a club sometimes is very, very difficult. Yes, they're not playing the, the prettiest football, but the most important thing at this time of the season is winning games. And if they go and play Aberdeen in the semi-final, and it's not the greatest game in the world, and they win, they get to the Scottish Cup final, I don't think anybody will be complaining. I think that Celtic were lucky to have the situation when Brendan Rodgers decided to go to Leicester, that Neil Lennon was available. He knew the club... He knows everything about it, he knows the players, he knows the Scottish game, he was a perfect fit. But it might just be to the end of the season and Celtic may go down a different road. We don't know yet, but he's certainly in pole position. Yeah, but I mean, what we've been asking this over the course of the last couple of weeks, Thomas, can you really see a situation where a manager comes in, Neil Lennon comes in, wins a treble and then doesn't get the job full time? That seems like a bit of a stretch, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems pretty silly, but I, as I just said, Gordon, I just don't think... I will, if he should get the job, obviously, if he do win the treble treble, but I just think that we need somebody new, somebody that, obviously, when we've had money, the boards haven't been the best in, uh, like, spending money if we need players, like, you know, and I just, I just feel that, I just feel we need to strengthen. Mm. Well, Fraser, it was well publicised last week, the compensation figure that Celtic brought in for Brendan Rodgers, yeah, it, it, was yeah. it was a lot of money, uh, so <laughs> you can see why fans would think, well, okay. Well, there's money there then If you want to go and get a new manager We know that Neil Lennon wouldn't cost anything in, in, in that respect um, You know, Other than, than the wage I don't know how much that really comes into it I suppose you just want the best guy for the job You want the best guy for the job And, and, and I do think that uh, when you're, you're coming into a club Usually you're coming in where you have to go and fight and scrap And the manager's not done well This is a strange situation for Celtic Because they're 8 points ahead when Neil Lennon takes over and they're in the quarterfinals of the Cup, so it's about just seeing it out to the end of the season. And at that point, nobody's really expecting them to, to not win the league. The Cup could go anyway in the next, next two games. But uh, it's a kind of strange situation. But I think Neil will be judged on people like Billy and Thomas of have phoned in because they're, they're looking to be entertained, they're looking to have, have, have the football there. But to be fair to Neil, he's come in at a time where there's no Rogic, there's no Uncham, there's no Ryan Christie. I mean, Christie and Rogic have been outstanding, obviously, mm. particularly Christie, I think. So there's that wee bit missing there in, term, in terms of his team So judge it at the end of the season is, is what I say 
But I don't think if they, if they win the treble, treble, I still don't think Neil's a shoe I think there's a bit more well, work you've to go, especially when, when they're sorry, going when they're, they're actually going to be a huge change mm. around in personnel over the summer time. I think that he's got to win the Scottish Cup to have any chance because he's not won the treble. The, the League Cup was won before Neil came in. Uh, you're right in what you're saying. He had that eight point gap. He's got the best squad in the country. So I think he'll have to win the Scottish Cup to have a chance. Of cement the job This whole question of entertainment I mean it's not like Stylistically Neil Lennon's renowned For being a no. You know a boring manager You look at the Hibs team Hugh used to call them The Edinburgh Festival Because they, they threw everything at it Granted you can't make that happen In every single game But it's not like you're bringing in A famously Tugged Negative, negative yeah, defensive manager, coach Yeah no absolutely That's a good point Gordon He's not like that And he didn't set his team out On, on Sunday to play defensively McGregor is in the midfield He's an attacking player Beside Brown They've got four in front of him there uh, it just didn't happen And if he was sitting in with a 4-5-1 And trying to hit in the break and, and pinch a point or pinch a win And I can see why the Celtic fans would would, would, would look at that But uh, Neil's not that type of guy he, he plays attacking football But I think performances will need to improve Before the end of the season The fans will be watching uh, Thomas, are you one that How much weight, how much emphasis Do you put on points, gaps? I mean, have you got a, you know, a total and a gap in mind That you think is acceptable That's what Celtic need to aim for Or is it all about just getting over the line? I'd say, well, I think there's 10 points squared just now, Gordon. I think I think the league's won. I think it was won a few months ago, to be honest. Because um, I, don't, I honestly don't, didn't think Rangers would even, like, challenge us for the league anyway. But uh, I, just, I think it'll be a lot more. I think it'll be a, a wee bit more than 10. Um, as, long as, as long as I win the league, I'm, I'm not caring. Oh. Um, the treble, obviously the treble treble mm. Nobody says They'll never ever be done again Alright thank you to Thomas and Colsyth Rangers fans We're about to hear from Stephen Davis He is adamant that Rangers do have the characters To get them out of this sticky spot We're going to hear from him After I tell you about this Clyde won The cash register With wholesale domestic bathrooms Service, style and value That'll get you talking Yes, another day, another winner on the cash register. Say that number to me again, just just so you know how much money's going in your bank account. £24,961.89. It sounds mental to say it, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. There we go. Nicola was on her way to the sunbeds, Gordon. I mean, you're no stranger to going to the sunbeds, but have you ever been just after <laughs> getting a call oh, worth £25,000? I would love nothing better than that call. You would bounce into the sunbeds, <laughs> oh, wouldn't you? I'd be gone within a week. <laughs> I'd spend it all. How many sunbeds could you buy with that, oh, Gordon? I'd leave my clothes in there and just keep walking. <laughs> anyway, some new gear right enough. just three days of that competition left. You could be the next winner. George will reveal the cash amount at 8am tomorrow on Bowie at Breakfast. Make sure you're listening now to enter text YES to 61025. That is Yes to 61025 £2 to play plus your standard message rate You need to be over 18 And the full terms and online entry are on our website Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL here with me, Gordon Duncan, and tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. Uh, we are also on Twitter at Clyde SSB. A few tweets coming in, as always. McTee says, I'm a, I'm a Celtic supporter and no fan of Morelos, but Kirk Broadfoot goes around trying to get his opponent sent off regularly. His behaviour's embarrassing, designed to mask his lack of ability. Oh, McTee's not holding back. <laughs> he says, if we're, take, if we're talking role models... He has a lot to learn And then Kevin says I'm sorry Gordon I don't know who he's apologising to But he says I'm a Rangers fan And I'd kill for Rangers To play the way Lennon has Celtic playing If we did We would be closer to Celtic Results are paramount 0141 951 
1025 uh, Jamie's also on And he's sent this video Have you seen it Fraser From mm. I think it's from The Australian League Where the, the referee's mic'd up Oh I did see it Yeah yeah Can you yeah. imagine <laughs> Would it work Do you notice know, you know, They only showed The good decisions he made Oh it's funny that Yeah, yeah it didn't make It didn't show any mistakes mm. But it was, you know it was great What a relaxed guy he was mm-hmm. Chit chat on the park That's that's the one thing That players Some of the referees Are good at it Some aren't good at it They're happy to relax Chit chat First names say, Come on come on guys it's the guys that don't communicate that's the problem yeah. You know? But uh, yeah Can you imagine the first Old Firm game of that Yeah that would be good I'm sure, listen, I'm sure we can discuss that At length another time Let's hear from Stephen Davis Rangers fans I want to know what you make of this He's convinced that Rangers Do have the right characters To, to pull through What is a bit of a sticky patch No wins in the last four games The Northern Irishman says They've got a point to prove Against Celtic And does believe that Formbook goes out the window In those fixtures We know the demands We know obviously the fans Are paying good money To come and see us And expect us to win We're no different We expect to go out there And win unfortunately The goals that we're conceding At the minute Are really hurting us Um, They're poor goals to give away It's something we've got To take responsibility of Altogether For us the most important thing is We need to try and stick together We know it can be A difficult place to play With the demands But listen There's big enough characters And enough experience Within the dressing room To get us through this period I think certainly From the start of the season Like you'd have to say There's been progress made Maybe it hasn't been the progress we would have wanted because obviously we want to be challenging for trophies and that isn't the case. So in terms of that, it's disappointing. Listen, we know the demands as said of the club haven't been here before. We expected to win and expected to win trophies and unfortunately this season it's not looking like that's going to be the case. So we have to take responsibility for that. We have to try and improve and I'm sure that the manager will be looking to improve the squad once again come the summer. I think I've played enough old firm games to know like sort of momentum and form generally goes out the window in those games. So but it's up to us to go and show that um, we can put in a similar type of performance that the boys did obviously before the new year against them and they're obviously high in confidence and in the driving seat in terms of where they're at in the league so it's up to us to go and show that we can compete and go and try and get a result there That's what happens when football results don't go your way Gordon Diel there are a few things people look at I think you know, playing ability comes <laughs> comes very close to the top of that list then things like character you always start hearing those words the Rangers have the characters to, to handle the pressure that, that they're under at the moment or to, to get them out of a run which has seen no wins in four Stephen Davis believes so yeah, um, he's been very. I've been very interested in uh, watching Davis. Um, I said on Saturday, Gordon, the one thing you can't fault the lad is he's got terrific talent. He's been a terrific footballer, but he started off well on Saturday, first fifteen twenty minutes, and I'm thinking this could be when he really kicks his his second part of his Rangers career, and and he just fell out the game. I was I was waiting for him to dominate the game because he's that sort of player. I don't think Rangers have got enough characters. Um, you look at their captain, for instance, their fullback. Um, decent enough player Tavernier up and down the pitch. Not the greatest defender, but he's not a what I would really call a leader of men on the pitch. Um, there's nothing up with that, but he's not that strong character, the leader. I don't think when Rangers, especially in Saturday, what, when they what were, does that mean though? Because you know, do we really need a captain that the balls and shouts and so on? Does that is is that what we're looking for? No, well, well, Gordon, I was, um, in my last year at Wraith Rovers, um, I was a captain as a centre-forward, you know, and it was only because of the experience, you know, I was one of the most experienced guys. Not because you led by example. I no? led by example by <laughs> lifting trophies um, and scoring goals. But you're right, you don't need to be a baller, but sometimes it, it, it helps. I remember the Rangers-Celtic game a, a few years ago, and it was Scott Brown-Celtic. Rangers were really on top of Celtic. And Scott Brown's a captain went into a 50-50 tackle and he really got his players up for it. Sometimes you need that. Rangers, I thought, struggled because the fans were not happy on Saturday. And we've played there, we've played in front of 40, 50,000 people 
And sometimes you've got to be brave enough to take the ball. Uh, one or two of the Rangers players you could see thinking, oh, I can't, I, I can't make a mistake here because the fans have got to let us know all about it. And you've seen the reaction even from the manager where the minute Rangers went back into the game, Morelos' goal, Stephen Gerrard was going ballistic on the, in the, the, the dugout. You know, he was really, it was like, a weight had been lifted off of him as well So I think mm. everybody's feeling a wee bit pressure well, Let's take a call and we'll get Fraser's take after Alan explains his Alan's a Rangers fan in Knightswood Hi Alan Hi guys, how are you doing? Um, just first and foremost I'd like to say that I agree a bit with More with Gordon there than Stephen Davis About Rangers at the moment um, Stephen Davis talks about the defence We've actually not conceded many goals this side of the year But um, it's the other end of the park it's, And it's the lack of character And what I would say more so a lack of intelligence. So if you watch Celtic, who, you know, they're going to win the league at Cantor, let's face it. But um, Celtic, if they can't break down a, a rigid defence, they've got four or five players that will take a shot from anywhere. And you look at the amount of shots that Celtic take in a game, and it's far supersedes any other team in the league. And quite simply, if you get one of them going in, then that's you've got your 1-0 lead. And then the team has to come out and play, and then you can break them down the way you want. Uh, so that's the, the first point I want to make. But um, just in terms of the league as a whole, I think Rangers fans have been a bit uh, mental the past few nights, to put it gently. Um, yeah, it's not been good, and it's you know I feel a bit hollow myself after the Aberdeen game particularly. But uh, if you look at it, how many times have Rangers been embarrassed this season at Ibrooks or away? I, I wouldn't actually say once. But if you compare that to the previous two seasons with Warburton, Cashinia and Murty, teams were coming to uh, Ibrooks and winning at a canter. So I think there's been progress made in that sense. And I think now it's a case of turning these sort of nuisance draws into wins. But to do that, we need intelligence in the final third. I think um, I think the big disappointment for <laughs> Rangers supporters is they got close to Celtic just at New Year. And in the meantime, signed Stephen Davis, who, who I've known well over the years, Jermaine Defoe, and the excitement was there. I think if these guys are players, which they are. The problem being that they came and they weren't match fit, and you're having to get your match fitness at a critical part of the season. And since the break, Celtic have, have used that break well because they played so many games. I think Cal McGregor played 45 or 50 games by, by New Year. And the rest of the guys, they just look fresher. They've looked for a, for a period there under Brendan Rodgers, they were stronger. For whatever reason, Rangers. It's just gone backwards Having got themselves Into a really good position I think Rangers fans Will begin to think This could happen And I, I, and I don't know Any Rangers fan That really expected The title to start the season But I think come New Year They expected it And it must be a real Disappointment now To be 10 points behind And actually looking behind them Saying well, okay Aberdeen are closer here Than we are to Celtic And trying to keep That second place And it's a real shame Because for Davis and, and Defoe Because I'd love to see them Playing well mm. They might both be there Next year and I think they could still perform for Rangers at the highest level. They just don't look match fit. They just uh, don't look. And then, of course, that that league stuff is easier to stomach if you've got some sort of cup success, cup success or, or at least yeah. a, a semi final to look forward to, a final to look forward to. We discussed it in the weekend, didn't we? About about that. About uh, if, if you get one success, you get a Scottish Cup final or a League Cup, then that buys buys you time. Uh, or the whole debate about is is Stephen Gerrard taking the team forward? Absolutely. If you look at the team this time last year and, and this year, which team would you rather have? You'd rather have this year's team to build on next year. But they're still short of Celtic And that's that's the issue That's going to have to be addressed Over the summertime Because Celtic, Celtic will spend as well Where I think the, the struggle is You take Morelos out the team with you Take his goals away They don't have anybody Scoring enough goals From the middle of the park from, no. and, and Alan the caller's right 
You know, there's there's not really a, a threat there from the middle of the park. Intelligence Whereas, in the final third, Alan said. I quite like that. Is that yeah, yeah, is I would, that fair? Yeah, yes, knowing the timing. That feels probably the best uh, at Rangers for maybe getting in behind. And uh, he's an intelligent player and he gets a few goals. But if you look at the reason Celtic are, are storming away with the league, they've got guys that are, are chipping in with goals. You know, Forrest, how many years are they? About 15, 16 or something like that. You've got Sinclair, you've got, you know, other players there like Tom Rogic, who's, who's miss, missing, can score. So they've got goals all over the pitch, Celtic. Yeah. Rangers mm-hmm. don't have that. Alan? Yeah. You want to come back um, in? Yeah, so I just wanted to add in there that um, I don't think that we're going to catch Celtic in the next two years. Um, and I think that Rangers fans need to accept that, um, primarily because you look at the wage uh, the wage gap between Rangers and Celtic, it's double. And we're double Aberdeen, so really this this season reflects that quite well. But um, that said, I do not think that the right thing to do is to get rid of Gerrard, whether it's the end of this season, the end of next season, um, purely for the reason that it will cripple us again financially. We can't do it. You can't keep chopping and changing managers. Um, I imagine Gerrard's buyout contract, there to, to pay him off for the rest of his contract, going to be quite expensive. Mm. I mean, OK, he's a rookie manager, but... He's building a team that aren't getting embarrassed at home or away anymore. We're in Europe. Um, we've got a result against Celtic. Yeah, we've been we've been an abject disappointment at times, but you've got to look at the positives from this season and think, right, okay, a bit of new blood. Hopefully we can keep Morelos for a year. Um, and then next season, get a bit closer and see where we go from there. But I, I think Rangers fans, if they're expecting to win the league, expecting to do it by buying big players, that's not going to happen. I'd rather have a club functioning than winning a couple of titles and then, you know, 2012 happening all over again. Yeah, I mean, we've had... You, get, you see things on Twitter that's... Uh... You know, Twitter can be a bit like that. We've had, we have had yeah, calls. No, no, we, no. We, ha- we have had calls as well, to be fair. Um, but I've, I don't think there's no there's no one in the show or anything. None of the pundits. We're not at that stage yet where anyone is is really considering Stephen Gerrard's future. No, not at all. No, at all. You can't keep changing. I mean, Rangers over the last four years or so, from when Alan McCoy, David Kenny McDowell, they Stuart McCall for a short period. Then they had Matt Warburton for less than two seasons. Then Pedro Gashinia for a for a. A short period of time And, and that, for me that was disastrous Huge outlay in players And that's there's still a problem <clears throat> Then you Graham Murty Has to take the club Just gets to the end of the season almost You know Where there's no challenge For any of the trophies So this year It's it's better But listen They've got to start winning trophies mm. Stephen Gerrard said himself He doesn't win a trophy next year He'll be gone He might even walk If he doesn't win, win Because Alan, trophy, mentioned, knows, but, Alan uh, mentioned budget And said you know The Celtic's wage bill Is double Rangers They're double Aberdeen And the league table reflects that mm-hmm. The problem would be that Cup competitions don't reflect that because Aberdeen yeah. have seemed to have had Rangers number in Glasgow in the cups. I asked causes caused every problems, didn't they? In a kind of one-off tie by beating Real Madrid <laughs> with a budget less than Celtic, so you you can do it over a short a short period. Um, it's difficult because if Celtic keep qualifying for the Champions League, it didn't this year, so who knows whether that's going to affect their finances? That's where Scottish clubs are making the money. Rangers made the money by this terrific run. Whether it be in prize money, whether it be in TV money, whether it be in full houses that they've sold out, the fans have been brilliant going to every single game. With something like seven home games or something like that to, over the season, that's all unbudgeted money, and that's where the success can come from off the park. But it, it, I, I just I think they're in a far better place this year mm. than they were last year. But still short of Celtic. And then Fraser right, Gordon. Uh, Celtic didn't make the Champions League this season, mm. but they sold Moussa Dembele for twenty million, and there comes the problem for Alan, where he says, hopefully we'll hold on to Morelos, um, but financially, depending. Any offer the size of it That there's clearly a big decision to be made there Oh there will be a big decision And um, you know the fact that they've got the boys signed In a long term contract Makes them in control of that decision 
and it would need to be the right money. But Celtic are cash rich because not even that. Their manager leaves and they get nine million <laughs> from it for a manager as well. You know, to put the icing on the cake for Celtic. But I don't agree with Alan. I think that um I do not want to see anybody lose their job. I think that he'll get another transfer window in the summer. And I think next year will be a big, big year for Steven Gerrard. Because you're not Rangers not to win you've got to mm. win trophies. That is the pressure. That's yeah. what he was brought up for. So he's got to deliver somewhere. Okay, thank you to Alan in Knightswood. It's 01419511025 to join him and speak to Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Uh, still tweets coming in about Neil Lennon. Bogdan says some Celtic fans are so ungrateful. Lennon came in like a soothing dressing on an open wound. Oh, wow. that's very poetic. And he still gets criticism. What happened to the main objective? Ten in a row. Let's not forget that when Brendan Rodgers left the team, it must have been mentally fragile. And if you do head to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. You will now see the video of story time with Hugh Evans at the Stove Centre Glasgow And later on your chance to win £500 More calls coming up after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com Gordon DL and Fraser Wishart here with me Gordon Duncan And tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Give us a call, let us know what's on your mind Or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB uh, Forgive me for not getting the shout out I've lost who it was that sent it in But someone, a Rangers fan tweeted in to say Rangers haven't replaced the 18 goals from Josh Windass an interesting one We don't really hear that too much I mean I know he wasn't Universally loved But mm-hmm. I guess if you're talking about A goal scoring contribution From that area of the, the field, field yeah. Then... yeah Yeah And uh, an 18 goals from the midfield Is not a bad return Gordon That's what Rangers do miss just now Because Everything lands to Morelos It's all about If he can get the goals for Rangers They need someone to chip mm-hmm. in and help Morelos 19 Just looked up there then it's Tavernier 12 yeah, but he's got penalties, a lot of yeah. penalties for that next Arfield 7 can do a 6 and a whole load of them at 4-5-6 so those guys well goals their goal difference is actually very good yeah so well that, that, that is the thing the, goals, the total it's, number of goals actually isn't a, isn't a, a problem it's not far off Celtics so whether it's just about individual moments you know moments yes. in games when, when mm-hmm. things are tight and you're looking for those attacking players to step up but the actual total um, because you do take the Tavernier penalties into account and Morelos who is the top scorer in the league the actual total is fine so a lot of the centre midfield players are similar Similar types of player And they don't have a Rogic or Brian Christie Forget about him He's been terrific for Celtic this year Just in those key moments Callum McGregor can just go and open up a defence uh, We do actually have a game tonight as well Remember in the Championship Dundee United against Ross County We'll go to Tannadice a bit later on in the show uh, I think most people Agreeing that this, this could pretty much be the night If you're talking about the 10 point gap In the Premiership Well there's an 11 point gap in the Championship Ross County are well out in front Dundee United are second So this really could be the night That it gets put to bed But we'll find out a bit later on 01419511025 Paul is a Celtic fan in Broomhill Hi Paul Hi, how are you doing guys? Not too bad Paul uh, I just wanted just a couple of points I was just wanting to prove, it was just, I was listening to the start of the show And a couple of guys were coming on Talking about Lennon And how uh, he's, we're going back Celtic and going back the way and uh, a lot of people mention about these late goals that were scoring and stuff like that. But see if you, you flip that, see if that was Rangers that were scoring these late goals and picking up these these valuable points, then it, it, they would be seen as it would be a, a team it'd be a team of champions and the mentality of champions to get the job done, you know. And and if, if Celtic never had Lennon when Rogers left, then Celtic would have been in a 
far worse position than trying to get somebody in and to steer the ship. And I think he's doing a great job of what he's done coming in. You know, and 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 I just want another thing to clear up as well. It's it was with King at the start of the season. He bankrolled and he said it in court that nothing less than the title will do this year in silverware, and it seems to be just swept swept under mm. the carpet. I must admit, Paul, I don't remember that quote where nothing less than the title will do. Um, I remember it well. I remember mm. it well. It was. It, it might not be word for word, but it was. He definitely said that he's expecting mm. the title nothing less than the title and he bankrolled it twice in two mm. transfer windows ok well listen I'll agree to disagree with you I really don't think I rem- that quote I don't remember reading it anywhere but if someone wants to send me it feel free what about Paul's um, in- initial point Gordon because he's exposed one of the great hypocrisies of football that's what we do if your team <laughs> scores last minute winners that's what champions do it's all about results and if your rivals do it they're lucky they're scraping through they're stuttering so it, <laughs> that, that's nothing new yeah it's all about the 90 plus minutes it doesn't matter when you get the winner Gordon as 96 as, in case you hadn't noticed yeah, it caused quite a fuss didn't yeah. it but they get the winner and that's the most important thing and um, you know it shows you that they just keep going and going Fraser was saying there about you know Dundee's tactics Dundee are fighting for their lives they'll try and make it very difficult so it shows you the sign of a good team that will keep going and keep going and knocking on the door till they eventually get that winner and um, you know I I, I would love to manage a, a team that I know even with what last minute that we can go up the park and get something because the quality we've got to find a player to put the ball in the back of the net and get the three points. And that's what happened to Celtic. And that's why they're sitting 10 points in front. You just keep going. They kept going and kept going and kept going. And all of a sudden the pressure was building and Dundee who defended so brilliantly were just getting deeper and deeper and deeper. Benkovic was going up front. There was no kind of formation. If you, it was almost like Brown and Tierney at the back just picking up mm. the ball, starting the next attack. It'll get clear, they start the next attack. And you, but, but if it, I, I, I didn't see it coming though, uh, Paul. I have to say, I didn't see it coming. And, and, and unpack the lock. These defences are just sitting deep, yeah. you know. And, um, and and Celtic done that. And brilliant the Forest. Goal. Absolutely brilliant and, James Forest. And, and, and just uh, these people coming out having a dig at Lennon. And you know, it's just like, oh, just change your record, guys. I've just heard all this before, you know. <laughs> Is it because it's Lennon? Is it, you know, it's like. It's just like give the guy a break, you know. Let let's see at the end of the season, you know. And it was just just one thing as well about just the last thing about Rogers before I just uh, put him to bed, you know. Like Rogers said, if it, if it was up to if it was up to his heart, he would have stayed at Celtic for life. Am I right? That was it. Yeah, I think so. Right? No, he wouldn't have just needed to stay at Celtic for life. All he had to do, to do was stay at Celtic for another couple of weeks. To get them over that historical line, and takes he says he's took Celtic far enough. Well, he never took Celtic far enough because he never historically made that treble. Yeah, but you've got to. It's been a couple of weeks since we had a Brendan Rodgers call, <laughs> which which shows that the healing process is underway. We're moving in the right direction. Yeah, uh, uh, the the healing process is on the way, Gordon. There's still some hurting. Yeah, some hurting supporters, but you've got to say. Uh, I was shocked at Brendan Rodgers leaving I, I really I thought he would have seen it out Obviously We know what's happened He's went to Leicester And best of luck to him But You've got to say He left the club In a good place With 8 points uh, Still in the cup a, a league cup in the bag And plus the fact You get 9 million quid As mm. well To put, put the icing on the cake for him So 
you know, we wish him all the best and it's up to whoever takes over now to move it forward. Thanks you? to Paul and Broomhill. Just come back to something that, that Fraser, I think it was Fraser said, Scott Kennedy's tweeted in to say that Rangers do have a Rogic type player, but unfortunately he's out on loan and scoring freely. Greg Doherty, he says, is he in the is he in the Rogic mould? No, I think he's. I think they've got a lot of good midfielders. I think Doherty's a good player, but he's similar to an Arfield type of player, where he's box to box. You know, he he's, he was great for Hamilton Ackies. I'm talking about somebody who can play the number ten with his back to goal and can turn and create things. Nice touches, play a one two, go and create things. I don't think Greg's that type of player. I good thought player Davis he is. was going to be the guy for that because yeah. he's a very good clever very good player, footballer. Davis, but. For some reason You might have said Fraser That his, his sharpness And his fitness Is not there yet um, But he I thought he would have been Tailor made for that position John's and Bishop Briggs What's in your mind tonight John? Hi panel Hello uh, It's just about All the fans coming on And saying stuff about Neil Lennon He's not the man to take us forward And stuff uh, We're going backwards But I think now They understand That that man done for us When he came into a club Once uh, Tony Mowbray left our club In some state Lennon came in Fixed it And they had a strong Rangers there for two seasons. It was challenging them. Fair enough, it was the first season. They pipped us to the league by a point. But uh, it went to full road room. And in the second season, they delivered the title. And in Europe as well. Obviously, people say, well, I've not had a Barcelona result. But it wasn't just Barcelona we beat as well. To get through the last 16. And we never conceded that 90th minute goal in the new camp. We'd have talked that group as well. It's fair enough, Brendan Rodgers plays kind of entertaining football. But it's no good enough for Europe. As we see, we're getting destroyed and absolutely embarrassed. And... He wasn't really caring, he wasn't wanting to change his thing, his tactics, even though we're getting destroyed and embarrassed, but no one was letting that happen. He would change tactics and it was getting his results in Europe. And I can't really remember much times coming away from the park, he'd happy and buzzing. After a European night with Brendan Rodgers, it was always disappointment. And I'd just like to say mm. to the fans, do off him and let's get behind him and hope he brings 10 0 home for us. Gordon, that was the, the, the sort of hope, if you like, that <laughs> I don't know whether you call. Brendan Rodgers' management style A bit idealistic For some of the Celtic fans mm. That used to phone in They were hoping that Neil Lennon Would bring A bit more of a You know A difficult side to beat When it comes to Europe The problem is We're not there yet So you know it's, it's very difficult to tell you We're months away From any potential European games And we don't even know If Neil Lennon will be that man Yeah Neil's used his experience As a manager Gordon when he walked back Into Celtic He didn't change things Dramatically there's one or two little changes that you can see that he's trying to put in there. It won't be until the end of the season. If he gets the job, he can bring in his own players as well and put his own stamp on the job if he gets it. Gary's on Twitter. He says, Celtic fans moaning about Lenny's style after four games and about a month in charge of a team he inherited. Dearie me, if you don't want him in the job, fair enough. But judge him on his own team. Plenty of games under Rodgers this season were boring as... Then a wee word that we're not allowed Watch to use on a, <laughs> <laughs> on a family Oops, show. Boring. Jeez, well. Right, I think we'll go for this. Beat the pundit with goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL, and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Beat the pundit time. You up against Fraser Wishart or Gordon DL, showing off your footballing knowledge and potentially winning a signed ball. Easy as that. 0141-951-1025. And we'll play Beat the Pundit after the news. The lines do close at the news at seven, so be quick. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. 
Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompsons.com. Gordon Dale and Fraser Wishart are here waiting <coughs> to take your calls, so get in touch. Andy Robertson won't make it for Scotland's game in Kazakhstan. He is going to be available for the San Marino game. He was trying everything, but he's been told not to bother because of that dental work. So here's the question for you tonight, and it's a fairly simple one. Who should be the Scotland captain in place of Andy Robertson? You tell us. 0141 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's do this first. Beat the pundit. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. Famous last words. Easy questions on Beat the Pundit tonight If you ask me Easy questions No No Nothing's easy for us I'm telling you One of you is going to be taking on Scott Who's a Rangers fan in Denny Hi Scott Hi there How are you tonight? Ah no bad yeah. yeah not bad Have you ever played before Scott? Uh, I've played twice Won one and beat one so Alright okay well Let's see what, see what we can do in the third time You sound a bit good Scott yeah, like that. Heads you're up against Fraser Wishart Tails uh, It will be Gordon DL and it is Tails Gordon DL Up against Scott From Denny He's convinced that this is A double sided oh, coin Fraser Wisher It is a standard Two pence piece Would you like to inspect it Tails Fraser tails. You, always get, you always give him Tails And he always loses I'm the most player win, Be the pundit player I know That's because you're Super good boy. Honestly Enough you're, of your moaning But I don't get beat You're good at it Scott up against Gordon DL You must fancy your chances <laughs> I think so Hopefully <laughs> <laughs> He's honest Right Gordon I'll give you some Clyde too and make sure you don't know what Scott's saying We'll get the time ready to go Scott, you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Gordon You can pass Here's your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Aye, here you go Which Scottish Premiership club does Scott Pittman play for? Aberdeen And what town the Queen of the South play in? Dumfries Who was the manager of Scotland last time they played Kazakhstan? Very Mokes How many points are Celtic on in the league? 62 who did Rangers beat to win the Scottish Cup in 2009? Walker What German team did Oliver Burke join in 2016? Leipzig Who won the English FA Cup last season? Chelsea okay. Yeah You with us? Yeah right, okay. Aye. right, ready Gordon Deal? Yeah, go Scott was brilliant by the way Yeah, You're I, up against it. No, I can imagine <laughs> What Premiership club does Scott Pittman play for? Scottish Premiership Livingston uh, what town do Queen of the South play in? Palmerton Who was the manager of Scotland last time they played Kazakhstan? No idea Did I see Palmerton? How many points are Celtic on in the league? 60 Who did Rangers beat to win the Scottish Cup in 2009? Uh, Aberdeen What German team did Oliver Burke join in 2016? Leipzig Who won the English FA Cup last season? Arsenal Man you. <laughs> Scott, he sounded a bit rattled to me. Don't freeze! <laughs> what do you think, Scott? Do you think you've got him? I think I've got him. Oh, he thinks he's oh, got you. No, I can't believe uh, that. Let's go through them and find out. You're never living that one down, by the way. Which Premiership club does Scott Pittman play for? It's Livingston. So Gordon does go into a one-nil lead. What town? <laughs> Don't freeze! The Queen of the South. Playing Mark Wilson better be listening There's something about it. Queen of the South on this yeah, 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 It seems yeah. to f- fry the brain It's Dumfries Obviously not Palmerston yeah. So it's one all After two <laughs> questions uh, Who was the manager of Scotland The last time they faced Kazakhstan Trick question Never faced Kazakhstan before Oh, that's ridiculous oh, Sorry guys Sorry Producer Andy's chuckling away He's delighted with himself Well I said 
pass. pass. So no, you said you had no idea. I you're right, it. you didn't. No one. One all. <laughs> How many points are Celtic on in the league? It's seventy, so it's still one all heading into question five. Who did Rangers beat to win the Scottish Cup in two thousand and nine? Falkirk Nacho, Nacho Novo Novo scored yeah. didn't he Yep so that's 2-1 uh, now to Scott Oh no RB Leipzig is the German team You both got it 3-2 oh, no. to Scott So you need this to equalise And remember we need to accept your first answer oh, what did you? Oh, Who Manchester won the English United. FA Cup last United. season What did you say? I said Manchester United No what did you say first? I said I think they, they played Arsenal Well don't worry It was neither of them It was Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> And Scott Chelsea. got it right Which means it is Four to Scott And two to Gordon DL Scott Gordon. The same well balance done, on his way Well done Cheers Do you know I, I don't feel that bad now Because see Palmerston had to let me down there I would not have slept tonight <laughs> It did let you down It just means there was something else That also let you down that's Scotland, man. What is that question all about? Well, I wouldn't be blaming one of the questions that neither of you got the right. That's not really where this whole thing fell apart, is it? No, it fell apart when you gave me the 30 seconds. It fell apart when we tossed the coin, exactly. Right. Thank you to Scott and Denny. The sign ball is on its way. Second sign ball Gordon Dale's handed out in the last couple of weeks, by the way. But no, no. No, no, you're counting. Not, not, that, not that I bring it up often. My percentage one is fantastic. I just had a bad night. 0141 I'm asking you who will captain Scotland on Thursday? Who should captain Scotland on Thursday? Fraser, this is because Andy Robertson won't make it. He's, he was he was trying. He was exploring all possibilities. <laughs> yeah. He had dental surgery of all things. He won't make the game in Kazakhstan. Yeah, I believe he was in agony over the weekend and tried to get it sorted just after the game and before the game. So with with uh, with uh, Liverpool against Fulham, but uh, as a blow, I mean, I think he's he's, he's our best left. Back, he's, he's he's fantastic. He's form in big games consistently at a high level, uh, at, at, and playing it to the very highest level has been fantastic. But as I said earlier, <laughs> any position we've got an ideal replacement, we've got one that's not far. It's just almost just as good as Keelan Tierney, and I think he might be captain, he might be skipper. And there's not there's not a lot of options when you think of the inexperienced players. Well, McGregor's not in the squad, and, and McGregor's now hung up the gloves. So McKenna might might not play. You've got Suter, you've got Stephen O'Donnell midfield, Cal McGregor, Armstrong maybe McGinn, McGinn, yeah, John McGinn maybe. I, I think it'll be Tierney or maybe McKenna if he plays. Uh, one, one of those. Gordon, two. who wears the armband? I think uh, most people. <laughs> I think we can. Move past who's going to play. Tierney replaces him. You would have, and Tierney might have played anyway, by the way, yeah. but certainly at left back. Does he wear the armband or have you got something else up your sleeve? No, I think uh, Tierney. Uh, he's captain Celtic before as well. Um, I think that that would be a good choice. Uh, Fraser's right. We don't have a lot of experience in the squad, uh, and Tierney can handle that um, no problem at all. Uh, okay, let's hear from you. Give us your suggestions. Who should captain Scotland in the absence of Andy Robertson? Is it Kieran Tierney? Is it as simple as that? Who would be the outside shouts? Fraser mentions McKenna McGinn. I see there are not too many other options. So not many caps amongst that squad. Charlie McGrew is not involved. Alan McGregor no longer part of it. Um, so let's it's get. Not, it's not many up front. No, feeling yeah. experienced. Burke and McBurney and strong maybe. Mm. Don't know. Yeah. Well, with Tierney, Tierney's captain. Tierney's captain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I would probably give it. To him. Mm. George is in Bears Den. Hi, George. Good evening. Yes. Who wears um, the armband then, George? For you. Oh well, um, I would uh, out of uh, the squad uh, that's available to play. I would give it to Tierney. Mm-hmm. To be honest. Um, yeah, I was just wanting to ask you something. Given the the last minute calls that were reported, and there was a rumour that Tierney might not make it, from what uh, was reported a couple of days ago. So I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's 
uh, able to play. Same with McKenna as well. But um, uh, see if we're looking for a cover in our centre-backs, right? Um, I was surprised that one player that's been uh, been getting good reviews down south that uh, used to play up here hasn't been mentioned by Alex McLeish. And that's uh, William Lindsay of Barnsley. Remember, he used to play for Partick Thistle. Yep, Big yep. tall lad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, quite solid as a rock. Well, he's been getting very, very good reviews down south. In fact, I believe Swansea and a couple of other mid-table premiership teams were sniffing around uh, to look at uh, uh, William Lindsay in the January window. Yeah, um, Fraser, that's that's one we do here. So, yeah, um, and not yeah. by the way, Liam Lindsay is a good player, but you can you can look even higher in England. You look at Liam Cooper, who's, who's near the top of the English Championship yeah. with Leeds, and, and he's not involved either. So there's also another lad called Murray Wallace who played with Celtic and Falkirk. Yeah. He's actually injured just now, so he wouldn't have been fit. But he's he's never been been looked at as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, Liam just doesn't seem to be considered at all. I, mean, I know he was late into professional football. He wasn't club academy. He played with his boys' club, and then he joined Partick Thistle and and. Uh, He's, just, he's been terrific And he's playing Last year I think he was Player of the year Although they got relegated He was player of the year For Barnsley as well And, and uh, George is right There's a lot of big teams Looking at him But if, if you're not going to get in When there's so many Call-offs of left-sided centre-backs Then then I, I don't mm. think He's going to get going to get a shout And listen, maybe Liam's going to, going to the last laugh When he moves in the summertime um, to, to, to a big club But uh, yeah I am surprised I think he's due a chance I think he's due a goal He's never played With under-21s Or any age group at all With Scotland Very strange Yeah I remember he was and then there was a lot of talk when he was at Partick Thistle, and then he just missed the age cut off, if you like, for twenty ones. Yeah. Gordon Liam Cooper is the other one we keep mentioning. However, um, to put a bit more of a positive spin on it, Bates and McKenna played the last game. Mm-hmm. If people were talking that they, they looked, they looked pretty good. They're both mm-hmm. obviously a good age as well. Scott McKenna is doing a decent level in this country. David Bates is getting the, the experience of playing in Germany. So, I mean, we we do have some options there. Granted, yeah. you can always. Well, you can always have more But, but those two have been alright haven't they? For me it's partnerships And I think the McKenna and Bates looked good together uh, I think Bates has improved as a centre half by, by going to Germany Gordon My, Liam Lindsay I, I remember seeing him at Partick Thistle He was a decent enough player The one that I've, I've watched him quite often this season on TV Is Liam Cooper I think he's been absolutely terrific for Leeds I really do And they're up there challenging So that's a surprising one for me But if we have to go with McKenna and Bates again, I'm I'm quite happy mm. with that because I think they're good defenders. As I a think suitor who's in the squad, yeah, I Stuart, think Stuart I think Finley. they've got good pace yeah, as in, well. Yeah. Uh, so no, I'm I think we're we're okay there. Just Stuart, Stuart Finley's improved a lot. He's he's, he's a, I think he's a kind of leader type. I've seen him a few times this year for Kelly. He's been great, absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's uh, Steve Clark really getting him. the best out of him. Yeah, yeah, and he, he's. He's a good old-fashioned defender. He's a decent user of the ball, but he reads the game well. He's quite quick. He had his tackle at the weekend that's been shown on social media. That was only a yellow card again, and we're trying to debate <laughs> should he set off. But uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm just a bit surprised that Liam Lindsay's not been given a chance in any of the squads, even in the summertime when oh, there's all those call-offs. Uh, George, what about the game generally? I think most people look at Kazakhstan and think, well, Scotland should beat them. Um, it's, it's over there. You've got the logistical side of things, the plastic pitch. I don't know how much that hampers Scotland. What do you think, George? Well, again, I, I, I've uh, been following Scotland uh, as like yourselves for a number of years, and I think you know um, some of the you know some of the players that have played in the SPL have played on 
Is there not a, a one of the SPL clubs that I've got? A oh, there's a couple, yeah, there's three. Place. Yeah, Livingston, yeah. Hamilton, Command. So, yeah, so some of the SPL players will be used to that sort of surface and whatnot, but as long as we focus on playing our game, uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to see us sort of play a high-pressing game, um, given the players that we've got available that are quite fast. As long as we're able to play our mm. sort of our sort of style and not give um, our opponents much time to settle in, we'll have a good chance. But we've got to focus on playing our style of football, um, and yeah, hopefully we'll get the right result. Great. I know that seems a cliched answer. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> uh, don't mind that on the show, George. Thank you to George and Bears Den. John Digney's on Twitter. He's got Kieran Tierney down as captain as well. He's actually given us his full team. He's got Bain and O'Donnell, Bates, McKenna, Tierney, McGinn, McGregor, Armstrong, Forrest, Russell and Burke. So there we go. Uh, any more suggestions? Who should wear the armband in the absence of Andy Robertson? Let's get your suggestions in. Uh, here's one for you. Listen to this, Gordon Dale. How would this have gone down in your day? Scotland's head of high performance, Graham Jones, says they've gone to great lengths to make sure the players are stay on UK time for the entirety of mm. their trip to Kazakhstan right. Now they've been out there a couple of days already Six hours ahead in Astana But Jones says it'll help the squad be at the peak of their abilities If they ignore the time difference And stay on UK time The boys will wake up, wake up in the morning They'll go for their breakfast um, At their normal time For local people it'll be in the middle you know, Getting towards the middle of the afternoon But we've in essence created a bubble In which the players have switched their Phones and everything kept on UK time. Simple things like taking off the automatic update. We've removed all the um, alarm clocks from the rooms. We've invested significantly to minimise the effects of the light during the morning when the boys will actually be in their pattern for sleeping. So we've got blackout blinds, we've got eye masks, we've got you know earplugs and things. All these sorts of things that are going to minimise the effect. But again, it's the bubble that we've created, so the players will be just in essence an extended arm of being in the UK um, when we landed all the players reported that they were feeling really fresh and it felt like a normal wake up in the morning so you don't have that jet lag effect right away of feeling absolutely knackered we've got our own chef so our chef's conducting everything in, in line with what we've got at the times that we need sometimes you might come to a hotel and say we need dinner at 12 midnight might be a problem but we don't have that problem because the chef will do that Easy to scoff at this type of thing, but th- this is modern football. This is elite sport at the, you know at the highest level. Talk about marginal gains. This might not even be a marginal gain because you're going across. I think it's six time zones, <laughs> yeah. and so rather than trying to adjust over the period, just create an environment where you you don't have to adjust. Sounds pretty good yeah, to me. They've, they've certainly, by the sounds of it, uh, put a lot of effort and a lot of work into it, Gordon. It's very very professional. You've got to say. Um, you just wonder will it work Hopefully it will I think we will get a result At the um, Thursday night But I like to see that As thinking out the bo- outside the box You know Trying to give the players Every opportunity To succeed mm. on the pitch And I think it's a good idea Fraser it's not some sort of gimmick I mean this is done on the back of First of all a lot of research But also speaking to I believe the likes of Man City mm-hmm. um, And some other Elite European clubs Th- This is the This is the done thing Amongst yeah. certain Certain sports teams You know you know yourself You travel some distance And it's it's way east This isn't just jumping Into central Europe Where there's an hour's Time difference And you just go on with it This is six hours Or something different So interesting concept I know Graham Jones well He's very highly rated And has made his way Through the through the ranks And he's a good lad The players like him And the test will be If they win If the players are feeling 
full of life and they're feeling great. And when you think back to some of the games that Celtic played in Kazakhstan as well, they've, they've kind of struggled a wee bit, man. Sometimes I think that is to do with the fact that your, your time clocks out. So uh, you've also got to get the guys to buy into it as well, you know, and that's where the blackout curtains and all that. You don't even know what day it is, so you wouldn't bother, would you? No. <laughs> like, wouldn't my, my big concern was when they were talking about the mobile phones, uh, that doesn't leave my pocket. <laughs> uh, there we go, 0141. Yeah, no, I think we move on for that. 01419511025 in the phones at Clyde SSB on Twitter. Right, it is time for this. This is this is important. I know I always say that, but I mean it this time. The look on Gordon Deal's face. <laughs> it is that time of the evening. It's a story time with Hugh Keevans in the Stove Centre Glasgow. Every night this week we're gathering round the fire. We're giving you the chance to win £500. Hugh's about to share a few wise words from a famous footballing autobiography. And all you have to do to be in with the chance of winning the cash is to identify whose book Hugh is reading from. It could not be simpler. Are you ready for this? Don't give the answer away. I'd waited long enough. I hit him hard. The ball was there. I think... Take that, you And don't ever stand over me sneering about fake injuries. Listen, winning the money's one thing, but what you really need to do is head to our Twitter feed at Clyde SSB to see the video. You will not be disappointed. He looks like Hugh Hefner sitting with a jacket on by the, the fire from Stove Centre Glasgow. It's magnificent. 0141 951 1025. Call us right now. If you want to win the £500, tell us whose book Hugh's reading from. The lines close at the end of this break. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL are here. We usually get the full-time teaser up and running right about now, and we will. But first of all, I think it's time we did this. Every night this week we're gathering round the fire For some dramatic bedtime reading with Hugh Keevans And the Stove Centre Glasgow Check this out on our Twitter feed Hugh's about to share a few wise words from a famous footballing autobiography To win £500 cash All you have to do is tell us whose book Hugh is reading First up tonight through in the phones is Robert in Paisley How are you Robert? I'm fine, how are you? Good thank you Robert I'm going to play the clip and then I'll give you a bit of a chance to get your answer in Here we go, whose book is this? I'd waited long enough. I hit him hard. The ball was there, I think. Take that, you. And don't ever stand over me sneering about fake injuries. <sighs> Makes me nervous because every time we play it, I'm just hoping that it's the bleeped out version or <laughs> Hugh Keevans is done for. Robert, whose footballing autobiography is Hugh reading from? It's Roy Keane. It. Is Roy Keane Well done yeah. Robert Straight off £500 Brilliant. Heading your way Thanks to the Stove Centre Glasgow You happy with that? Oh brilliant Thank you very much Good stuff Any plans for the money? Eh uh, Good to celebrate 29 Good to celebrate 29 Gordon Dale will meet you there <laughs> oh, Well done That was Robert in Paisley Straight in with the correct answer It was Roy Keane Who was he talking about guys? Can you remember? The Leeds lad um, Alfie Ingerhalland Yes in Leeds, uh, uh, No love lost I think No Safe no. to say, yeah. yeah. So well Roy, done. Roy, Roy didn't wait for the red card; he just walked off. Didn't ah, he? He knew. Ah, exactly. Well done, it. Robert in Paisley. Thank you to the Stove Centre Glasgow, not only for giving us the nice stove to film it in front of Hugh Keevans The video is at Clyde SSB uh, for for supporting the competition as well. So five hundred pounds to Robert in Paisley. Easy as that. 
That's a great Simple. lift on a it Tuesday is. night. And he's going to 29. So. Yeah. You need to go and watch the video, though, even if it's done. It's great, isn't it? Yeah. It's like the guy at the fast show saying earlier that the old guy was <laughs> <laughs> terribly drunk. Go to at Clyde SSB on Twitter to see the video of Hugh Keevens reading that. You can just tell he's in his element, can't you? Oh, yeah. He's a new. Fraser will remember this guy. He's a new John Martin. You can dress him up as <laughs> anything. Anything. <laughs> Speaking of which Important question Coming in on Twitter From Chris Connell mm-hmm. Can you ask GD I'm assuming it's you Not me yeah. Are you planning to play Willy Wonka soon After the amount of chocolate You took to the press box At Ibrox on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> So Chris has obviously got a seat Where he can see you In the press box oh, What have you been eating? Oh we had uh, cause Everything Because it, it was my birthday We decided oh, Of course it was We decided on Saturday Alice and I decided To go for it And we had a a fair amount of chocolate, can we say? <laughs> Did you have a nice birthday weekend? Fantastic. Anything well, you can tell us about? No, no, I've got to. I'll keep it for a book and let you read it out soon. <laughs> <laughs> I think we we'll need to get the bleeding machine back out for that one as well. Right, 01419511025. Tommy's on the line. Let me quickly get your teaser up and running, though, because uh, you've now got a few minutes less than usual. Dylan sent tonight's question in. Thank you, Dylan. Ten players have been called up to a World Cup and a European Championship whilst playing at Celtic. Can you name them? Only 10 players have been called up to a World Cup and a European Championship whilst playing at Celtic. What have you got for me? Well, I'm struggling to even write it down. Fraser Forster. No. World Cup and a European Championship. For any country. So oh, they've been. Oh, Paul Packy, McStay. Packy Bonner. Packy Bonner, yes. Paul, Paul McStay, McStay, yes. Right, okay, okay. okay. Chris Morris. Oh, hold on a second I was hoping that was going to be One of the difficult ones well, And Fraser Wisher is Steamed in with Chris Morris You uh, Chris well when he played at Celtic That's three of ten One more guess from you Gordon What about any of the Keens? Well which one? Roy? Neither. No <laughs> <laughs> It's a neither Neither <laughs> Right listen We're going to go to Tanaday soon So uh, Dave Galloway's standing by Let me squeeze in a call first though Because Tommy's been hanging on the line Hi Tommy Hi Gordon What's your point tonight Tommy? I usually think you're the voice of reason But tonight I've got to disagree with you uh, When you're championing Neil Lennon for the Celtic job Saying that he definitely wins the treble And he jobs his Because you've got to think that Brendan uh, Rodgers already got one cup in the bag And he left him He left him with an 8 point lead in the league And I think even Pedro Cucina Because took Celtic on and got the win the league So I don't think that's reason enough to say Here's the job Neil Tommy, what Gordon you having a go at? Oh, it's not going to be me, is it? Not you, Gordon. The, 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 the nice looking one or the ugly oh, one? behave yourself, please. Right. You're forgetting it's their cameras in this studio now. <laughs> Don't make me ask I'm, that question. I'm giving you a compliment. Is it me? Of being, course it is. At what point did I champion Neil Lennon? Well, I didn't. We were talking about if he wins the treble. No, I never said that. What I said was he can't win the treble because the League Cup's already in the bag and he, he came into Celtic when Brendan Rodgers won that. He was left with an eight point. What I said was for me cement the job. In my opinion, he's got to win the Scottish Cup. Mm. I, I don't. I think if he doesn't win the Scottish Cup, because he's got an eight point gap there right. at the beginning. But but to, okay, fair enough. What Tommy's point though is that even the treble he doesn't think necessarily is enough because um, because one of them is already in the bag and because mm. the league had an I eight said point that, gap. Gordon, you I, I actually that? I actually said that. I said he can't win the treble because. The League Cup's already there Under Brendan Rodgers He secures the treble end Doesn't he? Yeah but what he's got He's got He's in pole position Um, He's got the best opportunity uh, To go and cement the job I'll be Listen I think we'll all be interested Mm. At the end of the season If if Neil Lennon wins uh, The league Which I think he will um, And he wins the Scottish Cup 
But Celtic might have other ideas about their backroom staff and wh- where they want to go down the manager route. So uh, it'll be up to Peter Lawwell and the board to sit down and discuss it. Shows how difficult it is, Fraser. Because yeah, Tommy's right. I don't think you could really consider Neil Lennon a you know a treble winning manager in, in the same breath as some of the others. But you also you couldn't hold it against him either because he's. He's just doing what he's there to do So that's yeah, why it's, yeah. it's a tricky one I don't think Neil would claim He was a treble winning manager But I, I think it is I mean Hugh Keeves calls it an addition It's, a, it's not quite an addition But it, he's in the pole position Put it that way And if they win the treble And there's some good football played And I, I do think there's an aspect here Where there are some supporters I mean, Any manager that comes in Not everybody universally likes The manager that's coming as well And some people don't like The fact that you leave a club And then you come back um, But but I think I think, I think, I think, I think, I think so I, th- I think that Neil's a better manager than he was a number of years ago and uh, the Hibs team I've seen in the last couple of years if he plays a bit of football at that between now and the end of the season and people are excited and off their, off their seats then the job will be his I think Tommy Aye, well, What I'm going to say is that I think Celtic need to actually come out pretty soon and tell you who the manager's going to be because if you're going to get if you're going to keep Neil Lennon if you're going to get a new manager this is the time when they need to start building the team for next year because obviously yeah, totally. all these deals are done pretty soon rather than later yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, so you really need to tell tell the guy you know who the manager's going to be and, and, and get him in place for so building the team next year. So a lot of players going to be going out the door next year. How do you, is that the case, Fraser? How difficult or otherwise is the, the timing of all this? Or are you able to just relax and see what happens in the 25th of May, I think it is? No, planning goes on. I mean, people always go on about players being tapped up and it's, it's no move happens without a player. Been tapped up beforehand because clubs clubs won't speak before the, the players okay with the move. But um, yeah, you know, there's Lee Congerton as well, who's still in, in post, and stories about him leaving, um, and John Park perhaps coming back. It's about like putting the old band back together. So there's there's a wee bit there where I think I think Tommy's right. I think uh, certainly behind the scenes they need to be planning for next year and have players. Boyata looks like he'll go. Mikel Lustig unclear and Neil Lennon likes him he likes he likes Neil Lennon as well so you know it could be it could be the fact so that hold on he's Fraser trying to make a serious point Gordon Diel is sort of whispering into the mic making hand gestures what, what's your problem looks like one for a quid yes but we'll get to that a bit later let poor Fraser <laughs> finish <laughs> no I'm finished I'm done there we go. Back in. right do you want me to give you a moment of glory yeah Lustig yes what well about what about Larson yep what about Mike McCarthy no. All right, we'll leave that there for now. Thank you, by the way, to Tommy in Greenock. Uh, a very cynical take from Stephen McHugh on Twitter, talking about the Scotland thing, the time zones, yeah. the time difference. Stereotypically, footballers aren't the most intelligent. Can we not just tell them it's Paisley and not Kazakhstan? <laughs> well, that's a good effort, that. But you get criticised. Turn, turn, turn the heating down as well. Make yeah, it cold. Try and do your best yeah. for the, the yeah. country. <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a great idea. I really do. I wish it happened in my days. <laughs> Yeah, I think the less people find out about your nighttime rituals, the better. That would be safe to say. I think we're all in agreement on that one. Let's go to Tanadice because there's a huge game at the top of the championship. And yes, your team might not be in the championship this season, but you're going to have a an away day to plan next season, depending on who comes up. Dave Galloway is at Tanadice for this one. Hi Gordon, good evening. Ross County can move a big step closer to automatic promotion back to the Premiership this evening. They hold an 11-point advantage over second-place Dundee United, so if they win here, they will have one hand on the Championship trophy. United's title hopes then hanging by a thread. It really is a must-win for them, but if they can get a victory, then beat Alloa at home on Saturday with County playing in the Ironbrook Cup final, suddenly the gap has shrunk to five points. A lot of ifs 
spots and maybe he's there. Granted, but here are the team lineups for you. Dundee United make uh, four changes tonight. Callum Booth, Sam Stanton, Paul Watson and Peter Pollitt replace Charlie Seaman, uh, Ian Harks, Aidan Nesbitt and Osmond So. So it's Ben Seagrist in goals for United across the back. Paul Watson, Mark Connolly, Mark Reynolds and Jamie Robson. Two sitting midfielders tonight, Sam Stanton and Callum Butcher. Further forward, Paul McMullen, Peter Pollitt and Callum Booth with Nicky Clark leading the line. The subs for United tonight, Laidlaw, 5E, Gomez, Nesbitt, Buhena, Smith and Harks. Three changes for County, Income Ross Draper, Andy Boyle and Ross Stewart. Out drop Tom Gravosti, Don Cowie and Brian Graham. It's Scott Fox in between the sticks across the back. Marcus Fraser, Keith Watson, Andy Boyle and Kenny van der Weg. Two sitting midfielders, Jamie Lindsay and Lewis Spence. Further forward, Josh Mullen, Ross Draper and Michael Gardine with the main striker, Ross Stewart. Subs for County tonight, Monroe, Kelly, McManus, Graham, Payton, Cowie and Armstrong. And your match referee here at Tannadice is Willie Collum. Gordon DL, how are you feeling about those trips to Dingwall next season that you've had a wee season off from? Well, well it's the first time I'm actually sitting here supporting Dundee United, I've got to be honest. Uh, no, I'll be looking forward to that if Ross County do manage. I think if they win tonight or get even a point up there, that will be enough to cement them. And um, Dundee United then will obviously be looking to come up through the, the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, Fraser, if everyone's got, not everyone, but if most people have got Celtic having the Premiership wrapped up, Ross County's gap is even bigger yeah. And they are playing Against the second place team tonight So if it's not over already There's a real chance To make it so tonight Yeah if they, if they win Then I think it's all over They've got a cup final To weekend Ross County So um, But I think it's more important They get this This promotion And beat uh, beat Dundee United I, I think they will Dundee has been a bit disappointing I, I thought they would kick on After the number of players They brought in In the transfer window And a huge turnaround of players But it hadn't quite happened for them And the playoffs will be, mm. will be Dangerous We could have an all Dundee playoff final If uh, they can get there Big pressure for both those sides Fraser because they, in relative terms, compared to the Championship, spend a lot of yeah. money. I mean, my goodness, if you were to compare it to Alloa, which is obviously the extreme, or even the like, you know, Queen of the South teams like that, they, they, they're throwing money at it at Dundee United and Ross County, and with that brings its pressure to come up. Yeah, if you, if you compare them to Motherwell and Hamilton, Aki, exactly, Johnson yeah. and uh, Livingston, then exactly the same. Thing. I mean, I don't think there's as much pressure on Ross County because they've got Roy McRae, Roy McRae, Roy McGregor there, and uh, so so. But for Dundee United, the new investor, new owner, they've brought in a whole load of sporting directors and general managers, new players, new coaches. They're getting rid of some of the coach staff just now, and it's not so the it's first a, season a, in the championship big, either. No, it's a big investment, and if they don't come up, then I don't know what that does to to the business plan. Yeah, I watched them against St Mirren the Cup not that long ago, Gordon. And I've got to say, I was very, very impressed with them. Um, they brought a lot of good quality players. It's just trying to get everybody to fit into mm. what uh, Robbie Nielsen's trying to do up there. They're, they're a decent-sized club, um, and it'll be interesting to see. But I wouldn't like to be playing against Dundee United in the playoffs because I think that they have got the experience that can tell. All right, let's get back to the phones. William's a Celtic fan in Uddingston. Hi, William. Good evening, panel. How are you doing? Good, thanks. Uh, What's your point tonight? Just a quick question. I do stand corrected. Um, on regard to Alfredo Morelos and, and you can't deny he's got a, a great goal scoring record 29 goals is, is phenomenal for any player but my question is has he actually scored a marquee goal i.e. a goal that's actually took Rangers into a cup final won a final won a league um, I'd say that the biggest marquee goal that Rangers have had in the last two or three seasons is the one that was uh, scored by Ryan Kent in the, the 1-0 game in December um, Ryan Jack and, it, my apologies, Ryan no, Jack, um, and, and, and that, that, that respect to that. But 
you know, I'm, I'm kind of talk about look, um, Edward's goal the other day there, Edward's goal against Hearts. You're talking about David Gray when he scored against Rangers. I'm not, I'm not picking the Rangers here, just the names come to his mind. Tony Watt against Barcelona, but just, and you could argue that his 29 goals are marquee if he keeps in, in um, Rangers in second place. But in actual marquee goals, I kind of think a particular marquee goal that Alfred Morel has actually scored. Yeah, I mean, I think William knows the answer to some of them. Rangers haven't been in a cup final since Morelos was here, so obviously he hasn't. I think if we let's let's carry this on, William is wanting to know if if that's something that should be held against Morelos essentially. Well, if you want to hold it against him, <laughs> it's something that he probably he would want to have. They're playing against Celtic in a few weeks' time, and it's all something that is cast up in you. And if you're a Rangers player, sometimes you can be judged by how you play against Celtic in, in old firm games, but it doesn't take away from the fact he's. He's 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 a, he's a terrific player, but uh, yeah, he could probably do with a a goal in a big game uh, for 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 Rangers. I think he scored one or two in Europe as well. Four, I think one yeah. qualifiers three in the group stage. Something yeah, like he that. hasn't he hasn't done it, and it will be held against him by people. Four in Europe, right? Though is it not? Doesn't mean he's not bad player. Europe's very very good. Yes, it's unfortunate for the boy that, as you say, when you play with Rangers and you've scored that amount of goals, and and William's correct, twenty nine goals for a season uh, is a terrific return. Um, but you really want to. Cement your place a little bit by scoring against Celtic, and vice versa. Celtic's uh, front men or whoever it is want to score against Rangers. That's just what you wanted to do, uh, and he's not achieved that yet. Mm. But he'll have uh, two goals at it before the end of the season. Let's cut to the the chase here, though. The suitors, the the clubs who want to sign Alfredo Morelos, do they really care, or no. is it just about looking at his overall? No, I think I think the player will care, uh, but I don't think that the people that are looking at him. Will bother because for forget even his goals, Gordon. The lad's a terrific footballer. He really is. I watched him on Saturday, especially second half. I thought his movement, his work rate. He's a strong, strong lad, and then he's finished to get Rangers back into the game. He's just he's he's a very very talented footballer, and someone obviously will take a chance on him. Final word to you on this one, William. Yeah, I mean, undeniably, he's a fantastic player, but just that the. The kind of that that you know scoring that goal, you could actually say, you know, it stood out saying bang, we've won it. One is something, one is a bit of silverware. It's just not happened yet. To be quite honest with you, um, I yield Tom Rogic last year in the, the Scottish Cup final against Aberdeen last minute winner. That type of goal, that's the type of goal mm. we're talking about. Okay, thank you to William in Uddingston. We're going to have to leave it there because we're a bit pushed for time, and you've got work to do on Dylan's question. Dylan sent this to full time. At Clyde1.com It's pretty simple You send the questions in And we use them on the show If possible So only 10 players Have been called up To a World Cup And a European Championship Whilst at Celtic Can you name them? They've got Pat Bonner Chris Morris Paul McStay Henrik Larsson And Mikel Lustig so far Samaras? Yes Oh good one that's... Two, You get two Euros And two World Cups Whilst at Celtic He's Roy, shown off Come on Roy, Roy Aitken Nope oh. Dedrick Boyata Tom Boyd? Yes. All right. Couple left to get. We'll get them next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. A team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. Fraser Wishart and Gordon DL are into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. And you know what that means. That means that they've got work to do on the full time teaser. That's when you send the questions to us and we try and catch the pundits out. So full time at Clyde1.com is the address you need if you like the sound of it. Ten players have been called up to a World Cup and a European Championship whilst at Celtic. Pat Bonner, Chris Morris, Paul McStay, Tom Boyd, Henrik Larson, Georgios Samaras, Mikael Lustig. You've only got three to get. I'll take one guess each at the moment. 
Go Fraser. Tommy Coyne. No. Ah. Gordon Deal. I can't remember. Who is she? Who did oh, for goodness sake. Swedish. <laughs> Forgotten of you. Who was it? The other Swedish guy. No. Melby. Yes, he is one of them as well. Good job you remembered. <laughs> Well, listen, you've only got two to get in. You've, you've actually gone downhill since Since <laughs> Beat the Pundit That was, that was the possible uh, You've only got about ten minutes left So that's fine You've only got two to get uh, Brian McCafferty's on Twitter Just responding to the, the previous caller Who was asking about Alfredo Morelos in big games Brian says Morelos and other strikers worth Is determined Not only by the number of goals But also big goals Chris Boyd had a good goals return for Rangers But he didn't get a big move On the back of it Brian says it's not just big games. I think if there's people looking at Alfredo Morelos and they're, sort of, you know, yeah, let's keep watching. I'm really interested if he scores two in the next Oldham game or in a big game, that can sometimes just confirm it. I think there is a wee bit in that where where a lot of clubs will be watching, but it doesn't mean that he's not a good player. He's not had a good season. It's uh, it depends who you support and who you want to hold him up against. He's, he's he's a good player. I like I like him on my team. Some good answers coming in in the teaser. Jim Cunningham just got me. I'll be there just before you did. Kieran's got a few in there. Um, what else have we got? Come on, Daz, when you start thinking. You've got time anyway. You've got time, I promise you. Um, don't forget, we do have that big game at the top of the Championship. Could this be the night Ross County seal or all but seal their return to join us in the top flight? We'll find out. Uh, let's speak to Ian and Balak. Hi, Ian. How are you doing, guys? You all right? Yes, Ian. How are you tonight? You yeah, I'm not too bad. Enjoying it. I'm a first time caller, by the way. All right, what made you call tonight then? Uh, just the. The amount of Celtic fans that are coming on and um, not being happy with uh, Neil Lennon's appointment, I think we need to get behind them right now. It's the most important time in Celtic's history. Um, I think it's 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 a different job from what he had the last time he had the job. Um, he's a different man as well now. He's been away and he's got some experience. Um, look, you just need to look at the guy's passion. Um, he's he's got the, definitely got the heart for it. Um, whether he's got the head, is, I think it remains to be seen. But the fans need to get behind the guy. Um, that was that was my that was my first point. Um, yeah, let's take let's take that first then. Um, I, I I mean you can't really argue with the can't you argue with any of that. Yeah, because I mean even if even if you don't think that Neil Lennon is a man, maybe there's a there's a time and a place for that. I don't think there's any think, benefit to the team to I, I, worry about at the moment, is there? You'll always get some fans complain about different things, whether it's the style of play or, you know, waiting to the 96th minute before they get a result against Dundee. But I think the majority of the fans are behind Neil Lennon because I think what they do is they recognise that he was there at a very important time to step in, Gordon. Because, you know, if Neil Lennon hadn't been available... Celtic could have been under a little bit of pressure to fill that role Neil Lennon was there He took it on, he took the responsibility um, And I think the fans are right behind him And mm. it'll be interesting to see As I, I keep t- touching on the fact that I think he's got to win the Scottish I mean, Cup Just shows you the difference Because Scotty's on Twitter saying that most fans agree with him That Lennon's football <laughs> in the final season was eye-bleeding The last few games prove that Celtic should go for Marco Rose Can you remember the specifics of Neil Lennon's Style of football in, in his first spell. I don't, I don't think it was as open as he was when he came to Hibs. I, I think he was a four-four-two man. He had strong guys in the midfield, Wanyama and Ledley, and these kind of guys. They, they were a good team. <coughs> Pardon me, big and strong, formidable. Um, but uh, listen, you can't judge the guy in four games. You know, two games where they've ground out one draw and one and one win. And judge him at the end of the season. I've got to say, Fraser, his style of play, I always liked him as a Hibs manager, and I know it's easier because the pressure's not the same 
when you're you're managing Hibs compared to Celtic. But every time his Hibs <laughs> team came to Celtic Park or Ibrox, they yeah, were very it. open. Yeah, yeah. They played some really attractive stuff, and you've got to give them all the credit. Um, it's just a case of getting the. The league over a line And see where he goes With the Scottish Cup It's hard to be open Against against Dundee And I'm not criticising yeah. Dundee at all Fighting for their lives Jim Mack That's quite right Set up his team It's 5-5 five, five formation And then The ball get cleared And then it was back on Very difficult to pick out a team And the longer you go Without a goal Against a team that's set up that way The more confidence they get And they got there in the end Judgment at the end of the season mm. What was your other point Ian? Uh, two quick ones I don't think Celtic Can focus on Europe And getting the 10 in a row um, I think they need to decide Domestic, what, what do they want more? Do they want, do they want the treble and the 10 in a row? Um, I don't think they can do both. And I had a question for the panel. Do you think Rangers are under more pressure to stop it? Or do you think Celtic are, 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 are under more pressure to get it? And that goes for um, either manager, which, which manager mm. do you think is under more pressure? Um, I, I think there'll be pressure on both sides because... Um, Celtic will come under pressure to try and get that 10 in a row that every Celtic fan wants to see and Rangers have brought in Steven Gerrard to win trophies and to stop that so there's pressure comes the minute you're a manager or a player with Celtic Rangers it, it just comes hand in hand pressure at the moment it's right, it's right, be, Rangers get more pressure would you not agree in the moment but then once you get to that final season remember Walter Smith uh, in his final season as well I think I think they just blew up In the final season And just couldn't get over the line And I think the pressure then Tells on the club That's uh, that's going for it But at the moment There's definitely more pressure On on, on, on Rangers I think because the gap Between the teams is, is, is so big Not only on the part But also the, the Which I think's closed a wee bit But uh, also financially It's difficult for Rangers At the moment Yeah You think Celtic can focus On Europe and domestic? Need to focus on Europe uh, Ian Because of the money the money is huge It's absolutely yeah. huge Getting to the Champions League It's so important And uh, Got to focus on both Absolutely And that then allows you To, to well, focus you, on, on yeah, Dominating and domestically by, so. by the players Ian and his, his, his uh, mm. Bella fans want to see Especially at such a time When we only really Command one Champions League place So you know that If you get there You get the riches That your rival doesn't get So it's a bit yeah. of an you know, it's, it's, it's quite an obvious one at the moment. Know, Celtic fans may not like it, but Rangers have been helpful this year, as were Hibs uh, earlier on this season, and we've we've gone up five or six places in the old coefficient. And mm. if we have another season like this one, we could be getting into mm. fourteen or fifteen. At that point, you're beginning that, to that's get when you look at getting a second place, isn't it? Yeah, and you can perhaps maybe even get a Champions League automatic place or two in the qualifiers and join it later rather than four rounds at the moment. Celtic had to go through, so yeah, we, we could do with it. All our teams doing a bit better next year. Seems like a million years ago now. Mark Wilson, he tells us, doesn't he? He got. I'm sure there was a. Season his Celtic team got straight in, no qualifiers. Yeah, and look at the hoops. No pun intended, by the way, that they have to jump through to get in now. Yeah, there's a lot. One season we get two teams in it. Yeah, I think it's maybe twelve, fifteen years or something. Yeah, it's a lot of football to get there now, Gordon. It's a big, big ask now. It's getting difficult, uh, more difficult every year. It really is. Oh, thank you to Ian and Balak. That was his first time on the phone. We'll have you back any time, Ian. Feel free to give us a call. I think that'll probably. Uh, be the last one for tonight Do you fancy Ross County Are they going to do the business And seal their No I fancy Dundee United tonight. Oh you do All Yeah right. Home, Home advantage, Home go, advantage. Go, go County Alright that's fine That's fine We can take that up And see who, who's right mm-hmm. In a couple of coming days Right Tonight's teaser Let's round it off Someone wanted it repeated So I will do that for you right now The address you need Which is important To send your questions Is full time at Clyde1.com Send them in please Dylan did it tonight And he's asking for 10 players Have been called up to a World Cup And a European Championship Whilst at Celtic So we're talking guys like Pat Bonner Chris Morris Paul McStay 
Tom Boyd, Henrik Larsson, Johan Mialbi, Georgios Samaras, and Mikel Lustig. You have got, is it three to get? Two. Two, two to get. Okay. I'm struggling now, Fraser. Jos Valharen. No. Great shout. Well, Stillian Petrov. No. Great shout. Which player he was, but no. Maciej Zaravski. No. <laughs> what nationality? Jackie Jackanowski. You've just covered off the right nationality. Jackie Jackanowski. Another oh, the one before. That is Dovchik. No. <laughs> All right. One before Bulgarian. No, no, sorry. The Polish was right. Polish was right. Oh, after Boric. After Boric. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the last one. And he, is he from where? Give us a clue. Give us a clue. He's from here. It's Cosman. Get the music on, I've got it. <laughs> Get right. a car going down. Get a jacket on. I've got it. I love it when he does this, Fraser, because sometimes it's wrong <laughs> and it's spectacular. Do you know how I got he's, it? Because I, 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 I actually seen him last week. Tosh McGinley. McKinley. Who? McGinley. Or McKinley McKinley Tosh, Tosh McKinley. McKinley Yes Tosh is it Well done Good answer Euro 96 and World Cup 98 Whilst at Celtic Well done Gordon DL Thank you to Gordon And to Fraser Wishart For joining me Gordon Duncan On tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard uh, We are back tomorrow 6 o'clock Jim Duffy and Mark Guidi Will be here uh, I'm sure there will be More stories from the world, Wonderful world of Scottish football As well as a look ahead To Kazakhstan Against Scotland So make sure you join us then And in the meantime Just stay right where you are Because Callum Gallagher's up next One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.